gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And right now we are at Atlanta, right outside the Kanye album release party. Um, we're selling the best in bootleg Kanye merch. I've got <laughs> some Yeezy sandals here, only going for about $300, $400, straight from Alibaba.com, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> straight bootleg import. You could go out there stun on all your friends, on all your foes also, most importantly your foes. Your foes on the, the gram. When you show up there with the fresh, you know, Yeezys, the, the envy will be worth the price alone. So, you know, come at us. You know, we're out here. You know, capitalism, baby, making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to be honest, like I, who even buy a Kanye bootleg at this point? I mean, I guess I, I guess everybody will because he's a billionaire now. But still, come on, y'all. <laughs> I, 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 but let's be honest, though. You know, we all were the fabulous com- cosmopolitan, you know, you know, fashionistas that we are now. There was a point in time where we were poor fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> And you would fall for the, oh, yeah, Yeezy's only for $40 on eBay type scam. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we were desperate. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I feel like I want to sell, like, Donda, like, World Tour merch or something like that. And just, like, you say, oh, the World Tour got canceled. Just, like, the album probably going to get canceled. <laughs> and just, like, the see it shoot up in value. You know? Oh, it'd be extra extra rare and and the and the awesome thing is as we all know you know Kanye's very hit and miss with the graphic design department so you know <laughs> all of my requires is some time to use new romans fonts and like a little stick figure and that then that's your Kanye merch right there <laughs> oh man uh so let's let's get into this this is the the the, the most anticipated album of the year uh, the album of the week, because remember, it didn't exist up until really, like, you know, True. it was it was True. an abstract. Donda was coming eventually. But but for the last week, despite, the, you know, the floodings, the heat waves, the fires, despite the apocalypse, everybody, P- Biden himself, was waiting patiently for this Donda record. <laughs> Wars are put on hold. Well, he just texted Obama. Obama got, like, the record. True, no. true. Obama got the, the Obama hookup. Obama got the record. That and the Rihanna record and the Kendrick. Like, Obama got all of those. It's like, but go on. Ooh, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 Kanye West. Obviously, if you have to be blunt, an artist in decline. Um, but before, you know, we got into his whole MAGA slash Jesus Loves Me phase, you know, probably definitely the preeminent pop musician in, in the world uh you know somebody who's critically and commercially acclaimed kind of a big deal um right around life is pablo you know had some issues you know mental issues got committed drama with a celebrity wife you know was maga ran for this basically became one tmz shit show at the end of the day though we've got somebody who's talented has a new record so we're interested into it because of you know we're music fans at the end of the day you know so, um, you know, I sat there, you know, kind of clicked in and out to this this majestic stream live only on Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course. You know, we, we, I sat there and watched, you know, this huge stadium filled with people and Kanye paced back and forth the same way I do when I'm waiting for a bathroom outside of a bar after five drinks. <laughs> Album listening parties are always kind of whack to me. I'm sorry. Yes. 
Um, they're always just kind of, they're not a performance, but I think like people expect it to be a performance and people have performance expectation. And then it's just some dude like sitting around, like, you know, like filling his own shit, like going <laughs> head nodding back and forth, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so it's definitely always been something that like, um, you know, it's just not been that cool to me. Um, but you know, the life of Pablo, like, like release was cool it felt like an event it felt like momentous it felt like happy and you know what we're what's five years later and we kind of have this event which was yeah it was weird i mean look the 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 set design was really cool like it made it look like it was in siberia or wyoming or, or wherever but um you know it just it was very disconnecting and it was very kind of especially when he was two hours late um you know people who were at the venue were just kind of like yo like the the album itself all the tracks sounded like washed out over the speakers you know and it's just like one of those things that felt like very like half-assed um and we still don't have the album you know, yeah. we, we still like as of, you know, like three thirty PM on, on Friday, you know, July twenty third. Maybe he'll drop it if at three oh one. I mean four oh one. We'll we'll press stop and he'll like they'll drop the album. Uh so we press stop on the on stop recording the podcast. But um, you know, I, I, I just think it's it's one of those things where you know, we can get into the album, but like just like the anticipation, I I, I was trying to not be um, excited about this because Kanye's let us down before. But you know, we, we had the video of Shakari Richardson. You know, we had the 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 whole like stadium thing, and like okay, cool, I'm I'm ready to get hype again. You know, 2021 is already kind of going on a downslide. Like I need some I need some hope. You know, in music. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just typical Kanye, basically. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, the music I didn't get a chance to listen to, it's not bad. I could definitely see it, and I know people are just like, oh, it's, it's going to be the return to form and this and that, and, you know, I, I definitely heard a lot of, like, you know, a lot of singing by not, presumably not Kanye, but a lot of professional singing, a lot of gospel kind of influence there. A lot of sense. It sounded like basically like a continuation for me, at least, of Life of Pablo, but not as scattered. Like, you know, whatever that weird haphazard, you know, Sonny was going for Pablo mixed in with the current more sec- more religious stuff. Um, I did hear the Jay-Z bars, and that was fun kind of hearing Jay-Z and Kanye on a track again, which is pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, it just wasn't really ideal. It's just, you know, shitty mix, him pacing back and forth. You know, somebody like Kanye's, at least at the end of the day, you could always say shit always sounds superb. It's always, you know, greatly mastered. Mike Dean's there putting in work. It just really wasn't that great of an album rollout. It's something where I could have imagined kind of flying, you know, maybe before all this happened, maybe, you know, you know, around Life of Pablo times it would have been cool. But somebody where it's supposed to be kind of him coming back, you know, back into public eye and all this other stuff. It just seemed kind of half-assed. And again, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it's still COVID times. You know, maybe I should be happy he's not hiring 5,000 dancers to come out there. You know, because we know, you know, Kanye ain't checking for no vaccination cards of all people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to guess that right now. But at the same time, like you said, it's something where, you know, you try not to. It's like Lucy in the, in the football idea and Charlie Brown and shit. It's fucking peanuts. It's just like, look. True. 
You try. It's like, look, you 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 know it's gonna you know it's gonna be this way. You you know you give up, but the second they give you half 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 an inch, where it's like, oh shit, Nike commercial. You know this is not that bad. This could be some good shit, and you're just kind of like disappointed. And it's not even like disappointed in a good way, where it's it's terrible. Kanye's never had a terrible record, but Kanye's definitely in in his boring phase. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I think you know. So look, Life of Pablo is is uh, you know. The, the start of the scattershot Kanye era, right? Where, you know, because that, that album changed like 50 million times, you know, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not consistent. You know, you can kind of tell where like things are kind of like changed and switched around, but it was, to me, a great album. And I really love that album. And that was Kanye's last great album. And, you know, yay, it's, it's I feel like, you know, um, just very much disappointment. Jesus is King. I don't even go back to, um, no. and I, I feel like, so, so yeah, I mean, and this is kind of in that, that, that vein where it's just kind of thoughts and ideas, but not fully fleshed tracks. And I, I, I heard like a lot of cool thoughts and ideas, but like nothing else is like, Oh man, this is, this is going to be great. Right. Like, um, like I thought, no child left behind was good. I, th- I thought the track that was with, um, I guess, um, uh, the track that was with ah, Cardi, yeah, oh, Roddy Rich. Cardi yeah. Uh, was good. The, the Travis Scott track was good. Um, yeah, that was good. You know, so like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, man, this has a lot of potential. But you know, and hopefully, maybe it's still unfinished, and maybe it's still like. You know, um, you know, like that, that was just kind of like the stems and, and all the B sides and stuff like that. Like maybe there's something that that's great that can come out of this. But uh, right now it's just like like it's back on the disappointment train. Um, and, I, and I want Kanye to win. You know, I, I, I feel like this summer needs a true Kanye album. I feel like that, you know, because nobody else is really out here like trying to make stadium level hip hop right now. Right. Like, Agreed. I mean, you know, Tyler, you know, that album is great, but it's not stadium level hip hop. Right. Like nobody's actually trying to, to dropping that level of album right now. Um, and Kanye's that guy, he was, he did it in a stadium, right? Like Kanye's that guy, but um, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I, I feel like he's going to have to do a lot to, to get me to come around on this. You know? Yeah, no, and going back to your Pablo comments, I think the reason why Pablo kind of worked was because it was it's, and again at that time it felt like intentionally, intentionally saying if that makes any word sense because yeah. you had like like he copied and pasted that designer song literally on his album. Oh yeah, you know, it was a, a lot of weird shit was happening on the album. So where even though it was a mess, it was a very interesting mess. The problem with like you know like this record is that. You know, there were some good songs, but nothing was really different. You know what I'm saying? Like, there weren't any yeah. weird curveballs. Like, you know, Ultralight Beam, you know, at that time was like, whoa, this is a full-ass gospel song out oh, of yeah. nowhere. 
you know, like you had, you had these moments on the album that were just like, oh, this, he's, you know, again, very haphazard, very random, but at least these were curveballs. The problem with, like, I guess his, his output the last couple of times is there's no really no curveball. It's like, you know, he's been on some Jesus stuff. So, yeah, so he'll have his little choir kind of remix, you know, gospel songs. You know, he's, you know, Jesus King is kind of Kanye by the numbers with just more Jesus references, you know. It's something where for somebody who's on to be a game changer, there's no really game changing happening. And don't get me wrong. He's been decades in the game. You know, at a certain point, you really can't expect your artist to go back and reinvent the wheel, particularly when they're really good at certain things. It's just like I said, it's he's in the stage of his career where it's not anything, you know, experimental. And he's not hitting at the same weight that he used to. It's kind of like a slow slide. And and like I said, it's it's something where like you know like I'll even I, and it's gonna sound weird. Maybe I would almost even fuck up for a crazy ass MAGA you know Kanye album. You know what I'm saying? Not again, not for the culture, but at least you're trying something. This just sounds like somebody who's kind of making music because this is kind of what he's kind of good at, and this is how he kind of keeps his fucking bills paid. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. and and you know it's. To me, it re- just reminds me of like uh, that time when I saw Michael Jordan play when he was playing for the Wizards, and just like he was yeah. hobbling around the court, and you know, it just kind of was like, like, oh snap, I I get to see Michael Jordan, <laughs> but it's just you know, it's not the same, and, and I, that's kind of how I feel. Um, so like, like I said, like, I, I want, I want to leave hope uh, the door open and some, some hope out there that, you know, he's going to kind of like go back, you know, he's been working for the past 24 hours. He's going to drop like the best album of the year. But, um, you know, I, I feel like every, every hour that ticks, it just, that hope gets less and less. So, yeah. But like I said, hopefully like the one positive was the album definitely felt. I mean, again, couldn't hear hard to the lyrics, but I didn't hear anything that jumped out to me where he's on some like you know alt right is the real right or some shit like that. It seems relatively <laughs> low on the political scale. Hopefully, he's kind of woke back some of those old comments. Who knows? I'm, I'm I think the the least. I, I don't think the world needs another Kanye interview ever. So hopefully, I'll avoid that this cycle. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, definitely. You know, I guess that's a small positive to it. But yeah, like I said, it's you kind of want to, you know, I think, and we'll talk about this later, when you have a lot of like hip hop idols kind of going out in a way where it's not really good, it's kind of sad, you know, somebody like Kanye who's done so much for the culture, you kind of want him to kind of do better and like, you know, kind of live, leave on a high note per se. And so kind of watching, you know, a, a creative be like kind of a shell of themselves is not really a fun thing to watch. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. For but, uh, sure. What else? You know, let's see. Since we're since we're in sad mode, you know, shouts to James Blake. James Blake has a new album coming out. Dropped a new song. You know, it's 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 sad. Original sad boy. Original sad. Ori- original sad boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like it's it's. I mean, what to say? It's, it's James Blake. You know what you're getting. I was hoping it's going to be a little bit more experimental because I know he had that club set and that club EP a year ago during lockdown. He was kind of spinning on Twitch. Um, Quiet as kept, we've mentioned this before, but like, you know, James Blake kind of came into the gate, like chopping up Aaliyah samples and doing, you know, definitely futuristic club tracks. I would love for him to go back to that. That said, I do understand that he gets paid to be the, the sad British dude. So let him do that. 
but uh but yeah you know it's it's uh, it's uh it's all right but like i said it's i, I think it's a it's a it's 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 very much in the wheelhouse of James Blake. If you're a James Blake fan, you love it. Me personally, I was hoping for something a little bit more experimental. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot, when that when the track dropped, um, I think everybody was kind of disappointed, and not because it's not a, a good track. It's just more of yeah, he was diving back into that house lane, and people were kind of like, oh, like is he going to do house? Like maybe he'll bring back like some of his two step type of stuff. You know, like there's a lot of like cool things you could do, but. Um, you know, of course, he's 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 in his lane. Um, the track is not bad. Um, I didn't like it the first time I listened to it. I, it, it was in the car actually. I'm just kind of like, this is this is not like for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I can't blast this on bed in, in bed sty. Like, I can't play this driving down Malcolm X Boulevard. This is not this, <laughs> not, this doesn't hit. Um, but what 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 turned me around was the video actually the video was actually like really well done and it's basically like him like comparing himself to like Phineas like the dude from uh who produces uh like Billy Eilish's brother and like Phineas plays like you know I guess like a pop star and James Blake is comparing himself to 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 this dude um being sad about it like Phineas is apparently is like blowing up and James Blake is still kind of like you know like on that level which is kind of true, actually. You know, like James James Blake is kind of like you. It's kind of like you know, if you know, you know, right? Whereas Phineas now is on that pop star level. Um, and it's really interesting that like he was in the Phineas was in the video and like, but like it was one of those things where like the visual and the audio kind of came together and made sense. And the the video the video is like it's sad, but it's also hilarious at the same time because it's a little bit yeah. over the top. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I do think that we're probably going to get another standard James Blake album. Um, I, I thought his last album was great. He was in like my top ten. So, you know, the dude makes good music. Um, this is a little bit less. I, I say it was. I would say like the song is a little bit less like electronic, and more kind of like I wouldn't say acoustic, but like you know, there's I feel like there's more live instrumentation there, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Um, you know, he's definitely going to his, to his, uh, white boy roots. Um, yes. you know, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, no, no, no complaints. Like I said, it, it's something where it's, it, it's, it's more along the lines of where you kind of show him kind of zigging a certain way before of the EP, I think it was. And so this kind of more return to the roots, which is, which is fine. But like I said, it's, it, it'd be very interesting to kind of see if he ever wanted to kind of do like, like a house type, type, type movement, you know? Yeah true um what else is there uh most deaf grand opening grand closing uh <laughs> earlier this week most deaf yaslin bay was uh, announced to be playing thelonious monk in a movie based on his life which is exciting because yaslin bay is actually a really good really good actor so it's always co- oh, good to see him work it's it's a great it's a great at least on paper him doing Thelonious monk is a great mix of material and talents um unfortunately the state of mr monk basically said it was totally unauthorized they condemn it actually 
And as a result, Yasin Bey kind of went on, the gram was on some like, look, I really want to do this, but if they aren't down, I am not going to play the role. So we'll see how it kind of proceeds from this point on. It's actually a respectful kind of take to, to do because obviously he's saying himself like, hey, I was really amped. I really wanted to do this. But now knowing that the politics behind it, you know, I don't I don't I won't feel comfortable doing it without their blessing. So, you know, it's 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 like I said, grand opening, grand closing. Hopefully they'll work it out. We'll see. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I kind of feel for most deaf on this one because it seemed like he wasn't, like, involved. And he wasn't, like, trying to, like, be like, I want to do it anyway, you know, like, which is, I, I could see some, some people still doing that. And obviously, it, it seemed like whoever was behind the this uh, movie went to the Monk family and said, like, hey, here's the script. And, you know, the Monk family saying, like, no, the script is trash. And then like whoever's doing the movie like saying like okay we'll do it anyway right which is which is sad like you know um you know you kind of hear about this stuff happening all the time um with the descendants of people who are have passed away descendants of musicians who have passed away you know you just have people trying to make biopics trying to like release albums trying to get you for your paper like there's a lot of drama I think that just happens to with a lot of people from these estates. So it's just kind of really sad to see. Um, hopefully it can work something out, right? Like I would love to see most definitely the only, the loneliest monk. Um, I think it would really be really interesting to kind of see um, just a take on that jazz era. Cause like I, we don't have any real biopics from that, that era of jazz, which is really really interesting i really don't know how popular a, a, a the the you know, <laughs> the only monk like biopic would be but um you know i i think there's an era in america where like jazz artists were kind of like i wouldn't say like rock stars like arena rock stars but like the epitome of cool right absolutely and it'd be really cool to see it on screen um so hopefully it can work it out yeah no it's 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 and you're right, where on paper I could say that I don't know what's the hunger there to see a Thelonious Monk kind of, you know, movie. But you have a point. Like, like the, the autobiography of Miles Davis is probably one of the wildest autobiographies I've ever read. It's yeah. just pure rock stars. People getting sex in cars, drugs everywhere. And I think that, you know, particularly like, you know, in black culture in general, the way America kind of views it is something to be consumed and thrown away. So we kind of like, you know, here's a new hot rapper, here's a new hot singer, here's a new hot musician. We fuck with him for a little bit, whatever, whatever, and we throw him in the trash as a new hot, the hot new whatever comes around pop culturally. I think jazz has is, is a great space to mine. I think particularly now that we've become, you know, being quote-unquote woke, gets you cash, I think you've got just a great era of blackness there that would be very nuanced tales that, you know... I, I think it would have been a great, like I said, a, a great mix of material and actor and of timing. It's unfortunate it didn't work out. Um, I'm hoping that at least, you know, both sides are in good faith. That as far as the producers, the director, they try to tell a really good story. That's not about like, you know, Thelonious Monk's white friend or some shit. And as far as the <laughs> that, estate is concerned. That's what the Miles Davis uh, biopic was. Shouts, shouts to Miles Davis. 
Although Don Cheadle said he was forced to do that, though. In his defense, yeah, he's like, yeah, look, yeah. they were they were one of them. And on the flip side, I hope it's not the estate trying to, like, you know, you've got to have Monk be look like Jesus here. You know what I'm saying? Which a lot of estates do, where, yeah. you know, they don't want they don't want anything to kind of, you know, disparage the quote-unquote brand, which I think is kind of fucked up because I think what makes it an interesting story, what makes these figures very interesting is the fact that they're human, not that they're gods. So, like I said, hopefully there's a way to kind of work in between. Hopefully Netflix is, you know, on their, you know, Hastings is on his Twitter and shit. Notices the argument. It's like, yo, let me let me go drop off the bag. <laughs> let me let me hop off in the jet. You know, what I'm saying I was playing some monk yesterday. Let me let me let me get this popping. Let me fix this issue. Let me get this content. <laughs> so you know, hopefully it all works out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh cool. Well, we need to wrap up this music news segment, and I feel like we we couldn't do it without saying R.I.P. to the one and only Biz Marquis. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess the, the 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 best or the saddest news for last. Um, I mean, for me, and it kind of sucks. What's been kind of, I guess, the one positive to a lot of this unfortunate early black death is kind of seeing like these mainstream news publications kind of post post up about them and seeing people the love they got. Yeah, like apparently, like Jeff Tweedy was playing a concert and he and he they, he kind of went to impromptu version of uh, Just a Friend and his audience singing along. So it's kind of cool kind of seeing how big these, you know, these artists aren't just like, you know, black rapper dead, age, you know, 57 on like a CNN Chiron. This yeah. is like, like these, this, there, there's a respect there. It kind of shows you how deep these guys and the impression they made, the other musicians they influenced, you know, the impact they made into music and culture general. So it's kind of seeing all, you know, Bismarcky get his flowers, unfortunately after he's gone, but at least get those flowers. I mean, what can you say? I remember being a little kid watching, recording video, video music box and catching the vapors. I remember seeing him blow up with Just a Friend. But I remember him being with Daddy Kane and all those songs. I remember me in the biz where basically, and I think Pitchfork kind of said it where Biz Murky was so cool. He had Master Ace making his debut single, literally a song <laughs> about Biz Murky and doing a Biz Murky impression, which tells you how big he was in hip hop at that time. Yeah. Um, one of a kind, man. Like, like it's he's gonna be missed, but he's gonna live forever, man. Like that's and that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, like for me, what what struck out, uh, struck me about um, Biz Marquis is, um, I guess, like for the past, I, I guess, ten, fifteen years or so, he's been living in Maryland, and um, like in the D.C. area. And there's so many people. I, you know, I, I was in D.C. for like nine years, so. There's so many people who are just like, yo, I would see him at the GameStop. I would see him at the supermarket. I would see him at the Home Depot. And, like, everybody had, like, a very positive story about him, right? Like, he was not, you know, I guess he, like, he drove the Bentley to the Home Depot. But, you know, he wasn't, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, like, but it seems like everybody who talked, like, who had, like, words to say were, like, all kind. Like, he was, he was very... I wouldn't say like humble, but it's just very appreciative of, of like his fans and who he who he was, right? Um, and like Vapors is my probably my favorite hit from Biz Marquis, but obviously everybody knows him for just a friend, right? And it's kind of crazy when you see something, and you know if you're not in in the middle of hip hop, um, you could call him a quote unquote one hit wonder, right? Um, I don't. I don't believe, feel that way, but I, I can see like you know the casual fan and the casual pop listener of our age probably saying that. Oh yeah, he has that one song, right? But 
I mean, that song was what, like 30 years ago, right? And it's still something where people sing today. Like, it's still like a great karaoke song. It's still like a, you know. Um, and the rumor was like he was supposed to have a bunch of people sing on the song and he sang on it himself, like, like kind of pissed off. Um, and that song is genius, you know. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's just really interesting to kind of see um, all the love from like you said, like Jeff Tweedy, like from all these different corners uh, of the, of the world. Um, and then also too, like the fact that if you got to meet, meet Biz in person, apparently he was like the warmest, friendliest dude, you know, who was just like, yo, like I'm happy that you are in my presence, <laughs> not just vice versa, which is really cool. So. Awesome. Yeah. No, like rest in peace, Biz. Like I said, it's, it's, I was a fan when I was a little kid Still a fan now, and like I said, it's your legacy's there. So you know, good to, wherever you are. Hopefully, you beat boxing with Tupac. Is that is that a reference? I don't know. <laughs> Who would be? I mean, every. I mean, look, dude. This is the best party out there, right? Tupac. Um, who else? I mean, Biggie, obviously. Biggie, Tupac, Biggie, DMX, like Doom. There's a, Doom. there's a marquee Doom track in heaven. Oh, actually, that would be dope. Bismarck and Doom. That that's actually a really good mix. I think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Ob- Ob- Obama's got it. They sent it to Obama. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's got all the music. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all right, R.I.P. We'll miss him. R.I.P. And on a uh, on new music, uh, actually, I have two records. I wrote down one record in our notes, but two records. The first I'm going to shout out is uh, Cakes the Killer because I forgot about this. Kicks the Killer dropped the EP. Uh, it's it's him. Let me kind of bring up my information quickly. But uh, you kids don't know this. Before that ill-fated Netflix hip-hop show, Kicks the Killer was this basically phenomenal MC, gay man, out and proud, just, just an MC's MC, just fantastic bars. Um, possibly because of his, I mean, shit, straight up, I'll just say, probably, probably because he's fucking openly queer and, you know, hip hop doesn't do that shit. I feel like he's never really gotten his flowers. Um, he's got an EP called Motherlands and basically it's for a production duo called, um, Proper Villains. They had an EP, I think last year, which was pretty solid. This one builds on the last EP is still fucking dope. There's, a. Esto GGAF. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, actually, I know what it stands for. Actually, it's a slur backwards. Now looking at it, mm. it's a gay slur backwards. But and they use that term heavily in the song, but it's almost in an empowerment way. Basically, this song, it's it's one of the tracks where, and you know when you hear it, it's like I either want to dance my ass off or push somebody in the face. You know what I'm saying? It's just like like we're some something's happening here. And it's cool kind of hearing, like, I guess just him spitting dope dance beats. You know, actually, now I think about it also. I guess shouts out to everybody's problematic bass. Lilia Banks dropped a single also recently a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty <laughs> solid. You know, I, I'm, I'm basically I, for the hip house revolution. I'm here. I'm waiting for it to pop off. You know what I'm saying? I've got my AK. I've got my Molotov cocktail. I'm ready to throw down once the signal happens. And it's cool kind of seeing these torch burners kind of still doing it. So, like, if you've never really heard of Kicks the Killer, definitely recommend you go check them out. Check out Motherland Volume 2, first track. You'll be you'll be one over. So, yeah. Word. Word. Yep. And the last one is, I guess, the generic, you know, the the, the current, current hip-hopper that everybody's been talking about is uh, ESTG. 
a certain young MC from Kentucky. Um, been bubbling up for a minute. Uh, what I like about him, and I guess what he's known for, it's very straightforward street raps. Even though he's crossing over in a very specific way, it you kind of what you see is what you kind of get. He dropped, I believe this is his, I think he's calling this, because you, know, you can never really tell. I think he's calling this his first real album, uh, Bigger Than Life or Death, getting a lot of waves. And, I mean, what's cool about it is that while, again, he's somebody where he's got a little bit of a glow up, he's somebody where he signed to Interscope, it should be, you know, full of people like, you know, here's a scissor record. Here's a production by, you know, Max Martin. Oh, look, a Doja Cat fucking, you know, guest appearance. <laughs> Nah, it's, it's street as shit. Somebody kind of made a mention about how Riata Dada is basically the first record of the album. is probably the hardest that they've heard an album begin since, uh, since, uh, um, shoot. Thug Motivation. Mm. Basically, and you remember Thug Motivation 101, how hard it began. Basically, long story short, it's cool kind of hearing a street rapper who's making mainstream waves and is not kind of making mainstream songs it's still down down and dirty still very morose still very serious in a weird way it kind of reminds me of polo g who obviously has some crossover songs but when you really listen to the lyrics there's no partying it's all very much like you know you know my friends are dying you know it's it's very street tales not really necessarily yeah. uplifting music but it's cool to kind of have an MC here who's kind of making these waves but still doing it on his terms like, this feels like a record that he would have dropped as a mixtape long story short yeah. even though he's got Interscope behind him so you know just a great listen if you like real hip hop if you like the real hip hop but not like the real hip hop if you like your <laughs> if you are if if you're a, if you're a boom bap you know purist this is not for you. But if you're into your street-level hip-hop shit and you've kept up with the times, this is a superb record. Give it a listen. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I got nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> I do have something, but I'm like, you have, like, you just talked about so much, like, good hip-hop. I'm like, I can't, I can't, like, roll through and talk about Phil Collins. Because, like, yeah, give I, you us know. Phil Collins, <laughs> those drums are hip-hop. <laughs> Oh, those drums are incredible. Those drums like, are hip hop. Dude, he invented those eighties drums. Like he was messing around the studio and invented those gated drums. Like Bruh, like, he was he was down with fucking uh, bone thugs. Come on, bruh. Give give Phil some respect. <laughs> Phil is an OG to this hip hop shit. I mean, you know, look, I I will say this album, Face Value, is hey, he dropped it like after he got divorced. And like it's like the original Sad Boy. Like album, <laughs> like the, this track, like uh, is if was it called? Um, if leaving me is easy, like you know, coming back is harder. That and, like he almost starts crying on the track. Like that's real. That's oh, real. Oh shit! On some original like, sad boy. Original sad boy. <laughs> so <laughs> the culture always has time for Phil. Yeah, look, dude. Like uh, in the air tonight. In the, come genius. on. Genius. Come on, come on. You know, so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, yeah. That that's why I've been bump, I've been bumping like uh, Phil Collins. Um, again, that's only just because uh, there's a podcast called Heat Rocks, um, which is really cool. Oliver Wong, um, and shouts. A, yeah, and then um, they had um, ah, who's the dude? Man, my mind is escaping me. Um, the dude from like Denmark. 
who does like the 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 boat the the yacht rock like uh he's just on the stone's throw like uh that guy curly that hair Ma- curly hair i was gonna White say moccasin but not hmm no 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 Any, uh. anyway uh they they had uh that guy on and he and also his selection was phil collins i'm like oh i need to revisit this you know fuck i fuck with some some easy lover like I fuck uh, with that. classics so, maybe uh, so yeah man um I'm, I'm gonna put it on the board why not yeah come on man <laughs> phil collins like i said phil collins <laughs> of the culture y'all out there you know what i'm saying hopefully he's got his samples cheap y'all y'all need to go hit up phil for for, for that feature <laughs> Y'all keep it going for that that James Blake. We see y'all. Y'all need to respect your your blue eyed OGs. Yeah, yeah. Original sad boy. Original sad boy. Don't forget it. <laughs> Ooh, and on that note, as we wrap up another podcast, we want to wish y'all love, peace, and happiness. If y'all saw on that that fence on that vax, get that vax. We're out here, Delta Force. You know what I'm saying? Delta Force is out here running around. Shoot up your homes. You know what I'm saying? Hide your kids, hide your wives. COVID's going to have more sequels than Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like Fourth Wave, dude. Come on. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Ooh, yeah, so step this in the bud, man. But yes, well, but while y'all can, go out there, enjoy your lives. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.